I'm sitting in a square in the town of Puramaca, which is in the very, very northwest of Argentina. I'm in the Andes. I'm in a small traditional square built by Jesuits in the late 17th century when they arrived. And it's quite an odd atmosphere. There are lots of people here who have travelled from all over the world to be here. They're coming to see what are known as the Hamaka rocks, which are a beautiful rock foundation. But what I can't help but notice is that lots of the white people here are taking photos of the indigenous people. And even as school children walk past, they can't help but pull out their iPhones. And I think this pretty much sums up one of Argentina's biggest silences, as it were, its treatment of indigenous people. The music that you can hear in the background of the title segment is actually live music that I was listening to in a traditional native restaurant in the province of Salta. Um, it was very beautiful music, but what I did notice is that lots of the native people who were present in those northern communities were mainly working in tourism. So lots of people were selling Aztec style jumpers, maybe they were selling what was dubbed as traditional food, such as soups. There weren't many industries that seemed independent of tourism and largely the communities in the north of the country, which are the native communities, are the poorest, uh, albeit not abject, um, poverty communities in the country. And so what this episode is about is essentially considering how the indigenous communities of Argentina have been treated historically and in the current moment today. So as I said at the beginning of my podcast series, I have really been aiming to interview people on my podcast, uh, mainly uh, Argentinians, about their experiences in the country. But so far, this is something that I've been having some issues with, mainly because most Argentinians aren't confident enough in their English, so often don't want to be interviewed. So I had wanted to speak to somebody called Fernando, who was a native guide in the Salta and Jujuy provinces but he was reluctant to actually be interviewed on air. So instead, I'm going to discuss some of the things that he told me. So the first thing he said is that it's actually very offensive in Argentina to refer to the native people as indigenous or aboriginal, because those words inherently suggest that the native people are not native to the land, but in, are instead somehow strangers or alien. So he really encouraged me to say native. What was quite interesting is that Fernando felt that native people have actually been treated very well under the law in Argentina. So he discussed how in the last couple of years under the Macri government, Argentinian native people have had more and more rights enshrined in the law. And so it's no longer legal to discriminate against them as it was in the past. However, he did admit that there's still a lot of discrimination against native people. And he suggested that this wasn't really getting any better. But what he did say is that he felt that actually the Argentinian system of governance of native people was, in his opinion, better than that of Canada. So in Canada, where I did my year abroad, the native communities are often quite isolated and separatist from the mainstream Canadian society. They operate by their kind of own rules and customs and quite self-contained communities. However, in Argentina, they're very much integrated into greater societies. So like I was saying earlier, they they work in tourism. Um, and the numbers of actually 
uh, Holly native people are quite small. So in the north northern provinces, for example, native people are more likely to have to not be um, 100% native, but perhaps be essentially mixed race. So Fernando estimated that in the northern provinces, up to 70% of the of the community is actually uh, mixed native. Another argument that Fernando put across to suggest that actually the native people are treated well in Argentina was that he said that Argentina has effectively always been a land of colonizers. So he kind of argued that actually even the Inca uh, Inca communities in pre-Columbian times, they were colonizers themselves. So they came down from Central America and later kind of uh, Peru and colonized Argentina. And so even before Columbus, there have always been colonizers in Argentina. And he basically saw Argentinian, Argentinian society as inherently quite mixed and integrated, I suppose. So I was really interested to hear Fernando's perspective, especially because he is a person of native ancestry. However, I don't think I was fully convinced once I did my own reading and research that Argentinian native people are treated fairly or even with dignity in Argentina today. So what my research revealed is that about uh, 1 million people or 2.3% of the country's population are native today. 70% are white, maybe 1% are uh, black, and then there are other groups. Um, And more than that, there are 30 native languages still spoken in Argentina. However, despite lots of languages being spoken and the fact that Argentinian native people have retained lots of land over the centuries, despite um, basically white imperialism, these lands are still being taken today. And the main thing that is threatening these lands is environmental exploitation. So for example, in the Buenos Aires provinces, many of the indigenous lands are being taken for fracking, they're being taken for soya bean production. So what this means is that the mistreatment of indigenous people is directly linked to white Argentinian culture, essentially. So the desire for soybean, the desire for places to rear cattle, directly leads to the, the destruction of these native lands. And if the native community is losing their land and their property because of agricultural production, then they're also losing their health and their well-being as well. Soybean production and cattle farming all depend on high use of pesticides and other chemical products, and this is having huge effects on the native people's health. More than this, they don't have the same access to high-quality education as people do elsewhere in Argentina. When the native people protest, there is a long and bloody history of very violent oppression on the behalf of the government. So the last president, Christina Kirchner, was highly criticised internationally for her violent crackdowns against um, indigenous people protesting. And more than that, during the during the war of the 70s, um, hundreds and hundreds of indigenous people were systematically put to their deaths. So all in all, what I've tried to do this episode is show kind of the two different sides of how people think about native people in Argentina. So I did meet with someone who thought that they had been treated well, that their 
their treatment was improving. But I don't think I'm really convinced, and I'm especially not convinced given that the only abject poverty that I've really seen in Argentina was in the northern provinces where native children weren't wearing any shoes. So hopefully next week we'll be talking about something more exciting when I'll be staying on a farm. But for now, thank you for listening and we'll talk again soon. Thank you.